right? You could say, I'm making 10,000 copies of um, this drawing I drew. This is near and dear to me, right? And it has value to me. I'm only making 10,000. It doesn't have to just be music. It's really however big you want to take it. You just have to have a good execution and a good plan and meaning and story behind it. Like anything, like that's how art is. Like I sold my first sale was a one of one. Um, really? My first, yeah, the, my um, second round NFT was a one of one. A lot of really dope female artists, right, that are popping off that should have been got the shine in the traditional industry, but just because the way things were structured, like the type of things you have to represent as a woman in order to get to the next level. Um, and the fact that there's only a few people kind of controlling what people hear and see um, kind of blocked a lot of people's blessing, not just them, you know? I'm DJ Semsex. This is the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast. Right now, I'm joined by my guy, Alan Kingdom. Yo, you, you, you've heard of Alan Kingdom before. He's been doing a lot of big things. The last time we caught up, we did a podcast outside a CAF in London. And then a few years later, we've, we've connected again. How you doing, man? Good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm just, you know, trying to navigate this Web 3.0 space, you know? It's like a lot of things yeah. are happening and a lot of things are changing, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I've been doing the same thing. Um, yeah, I've been here for like three weeks so far. <laughs> I like to say that. Yeah, like three weeks. Um, learned a lot, but I think you know, for independent artists and for people who have always kind of had like an independent mindset, it's kind of easy to catch and run with. So, yeah. So, you know, let let let's for people who may not know who you are, like, where did it all start for you? Like, how did you first get into rap? Oh man, I got into rap like early as a kid, you know, mm -hmm. but actually still later than a lot of, I would say, Americans have because I was born in Canada. And so um, a lot of the music I was listening to at first was like a lot of African music, a lot of gospel music, etc. I was kind of like sheltered from hip hop. You know, uh, my mo mother was an immigrant, so she wasn't really, you know, diving into hip hop music as her mm -hmm. first choice. Right. And then I found it like later on. Um, and then moved out of Canada, uh, moved all over like the Midwest, like Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, and then grew up in Minnesota and kind of just started <clears throat> started doing shows here, started grassroots, you know, didn't really have a plug into the industry or anything, um, especially like not being strictly from America and having, you know, immigrant parents, et cetera. So just finding my way, just like how I seen them find their way. And so, um, yeah, just started doing shows in St. Paul and Minneapolis and my music just started spreading uh, real organically, you know, just a lot of kids in the, in the, in the city listening to my stuff. Um, and then, you know, got into the hands of the first people in the first like click it got into the hands of in the industry was good music. So it got into the hands of, um, you know, Virgil and the plain Pat and Kanye, all those guys. And um, it kind of just spread through there, but it was all, all organic. Like I didn't sign a deal or anything. And then since then I've collaborated with, man, so many people, Raekwon and, you know, been in the studio with Rihanna and writing sessions and all different types of stuff. So um, I've always kind of had this independent mindset. I've had different management contracts and stuff like that. But business-wise, just coming from a more entrepreneurial background, it just didn't make sense. Like a lot of the label deals that I was being offered just didn't make sense to me. Um, so I just, never, I just never took them. And maybe I should have at some point. Some people say I should have, but 
in my mind, like I just, it just didn't make sense to me business wise, you know? Mm. So that's, that's kind of everything in a nutshell. Okay. What, what's, yeah. what's, what's your heritage? Like where are your parents from originally? Uh, my mom's from Tanzania and my dad's from South Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah. So East okay. South Africa. Okay. Yeah. So you, you got, you got like, two different influences and then obviously you got to influence the hip-hop like later yeah. on so that's yeah. that's that's dope diverse mix it's dope. yeah man yeah so um that's kind of that's kind of like the mix of all my music some people think i'm jamaican sometimes when they listen to my music <laughs> but, you know what i mean but yeah. I, you know a little bit everywhere so so what got you into rap what made you pick up the pen what made you start writing lyrics and rapping i was i was really singing first i was singing and doing poetry you know like so i was writing poems and i was singing but i just at first when i was a kid i didn't know that there was you could put the two together i just thought you could sing and you could do poetry you know i never i didn't i didn't know what hip-hop really was you know till i really moved to the states i want to say it's like fifth or sixth grade you know and then i was like oh damn this is kind of like a mix of what i do you know what i'm saying it's like singing and rapping a little bit and when i really started paying attention was during like the the um, Pharrell, Lupe Fiasco, Outkast era, Wale, Drake, you know, so far gone. Like those projects were like the ones that really, you know, stuck with me. And I was like, oh, this is really, this really kind of fits who I am, you know? So then I just kind of started moving from there and just trying to find my voice. Hmm. Yeah. So a lot of people were first introduced to you like through you know, the eternal banger all day, like still rings mm -hmm. off to this day in clubs and everything else like that. Yep. And was would you say that's the point when you were getting offered deals or was it like before that? It was a little bit before that. So like I was getting offered deals a little bit before that, just like off the buzz. I was touring with this group called The Standard too. Um, and, you know, we did a, a national tour. And so like the Kanye thing was kind of like the, push you know what i'm saying but like it was like other stuff leading up before that you know so um yeah i would say it was a little a mix of both it started a little bit just taking little label meetings before that and then obviously after the all day collab it was like a bunch of like you know label deer offers and stuff like that mm. okay so that was like what 2015 yeah 2015 yep all right when we're about to go into 2022 mm -hmm. I, I know this is like marvel what if but yeah. what do you think would have happened had you done a deal? Like, how do you think that would have made things differently? Because <laughs> I don't know. You're a very different artist. You're you're not yeah. you're not that guy that you can put in the rap box. You know, what I mean? yeah. it's like you're very very different. You know, um, would it have necessarily worked? Like, have you ever pondered that? Like, I, oh yeah, for sure, for sure, man. And like, I've heard all type of things. You know what I mean? Especially being in the in the industry. You know, being a public figure, people say all type of stuff to you. So I've pondered every different possibility. And like, you know, best case scenario, I would have signed. And maybe my next project or, you know, my music or my next single would have popped off. Right. And then I would have been super famous. Let's say like 50 times as famous as I am now. And I would have made a lot of money at that time. Right. But I learned so much about business like that not happening that way. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, I've learned so much about how to invest, how to diversify my assets, like how to literally get into different types of business and speak different languages, like how to flip houses, how to renovate, like how to start a nonprofit organization, 
how to feed people in my city. Like I've learned all of that from not having to happen. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like a trade off, like, because, you know, yeah. Would, would things have, you know, I guess been better off in a music industry sense, maybe, but then like on a personal, just long-term level, would I have missed out on more opportunities? And I, now I'm thinking like, definitely I may have, you know, just kind of, like I said, having the mindset I have now, um, I just feel like, I didn't know enough. Like if I would have got signed at that time, there's so much just about managing my own business. I didn't know, you know, so I don't know if that would have been necessarily the best thing for, for me, you know? So I don't know. This is a loaded question, you know? (laughs) All right. And the, the only reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, it's, it's fascinating the point where we're at now. And it's fascinating, like how we've reconnected because, you know, I've been seeing a lot of you like on the timelines and everything else. And I've been in like some Twitter space rooms where you've been in and, mm-hmm. and, and the mindset that you've got and the approach that you've got is very, very different to where you were like five or six years ago. So that's, that's why I'm yeah. saying it's like, I don't, I don't know if you had done a deal. It's, it'd still be arriving at this point today. You know what I mean? It's like, right. you know what I'm saying? Cause it's right. like, no, I feel you. And, and that's, that's just kind of how it always felt. Right. Like I've always been a person like that. I've always wanted to know every piece of what's going on. Like, you know, even if I have someone else handling it, I still want to understand like every piece of what's going on. So I think in some ways that kind of holds you back in the traditional structure of a label, you know, you kind of have to close your eyes in some sense and let somebody else deal with that or else the machine doesn't work for you. You know, and if you're trying to figure out how the machine works while it's happening, that's going to slow up the process and your product isn't going to get pushed out of the machine, you know? So, yeah, you're right. I'm not sure if that necessarily would have worked. I feel like I would have had, like, probably more restrictions on my music. Like, you know, I probably would have had my masters owned by someone and, you know, this and that. And that always sounded like hell to me. Like, I meet artists where as to like they're streaming even more than me aside from the web3 nft crypto stuff they're streaming just on spotify way more than i am and then like you know close friends you know people that i know and the amount they're bringing in it doesn't make sense like the amount of money they're actually touching after streaming doesn't make sense because they've signed this deal a couple of years ago they're in this management deal abc so i don't know you're right i don't know if it would have necessarily been better um even just like you said, how I approach things as an artist um, is pretty unique. So I don't know what kind of box they would have put me in to market me, or you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a whole bunch of question marks. So I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm I'm just imagining someone trying to speak yeah. to you and just be like, "Yo, Alan, we need to put you with rapper of the month." Like. I- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Every album you're gonna get out, right? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's 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 crazy to think about, though. You know, there's always pros and cons to every decision. So it's yeah. like, as long as you're willing to live with those pros and cons, I feel like I feel like for me myself, there's, I don't regret anything. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm glad that everything everything I got and everything I went through, like I'm glad I did. You know, yeah. A rest in peace, Virgil, as well, man. That was crazy. Yeah. Like I never, yeah. I never expected to see that, you know, on my yeah. inbox. That was it's real sad, yeah. man. You know, it, it was, man. It was, yeah. That that was the last thing I expected. It's crazy. You never know what people are really going through. 
behind the scenes, you know, like you never you never know. Tomorrow's never promised. So, you know, I just I try to just focus on the mentality of what is the impact I'm gonna leave on the earth. You know, that's how I try to approach every move I make, you know, and I tend to like think more long term in that regard. Like what am I gonna who am I gonna be? Like what are people gonna say about me when I'm gone? You know, like that's for me that's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Did you work closely with him or was it one of them things you just met him here and there? Here and there, you know what I'm saying? He just like kind of showed love. You know, people just, some people just always show you love. Like, you know, so when he heard about my music, he just reposted it and, you know, just sharing casual, casual stuff. Yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing crazy yet. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, we reconnected and, you know, this this whole situation where we're going through a transition right now and and... It's been going on for the last year, if not longer. Like, I've noticed it over the last year. But this whole thing from the concept of Web 2.0 to Web 3.0, some yeah. people listening right now won't have a clue what I've just mentioned, <laughs> you know. And yeah. some people just see the internet as the internet. Um, but how real is this transition that's happening, like, in your eyes? In my eyes, it's, it's very real. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my eyes, it's... It's like it's like when the internet came along, you know what I'm saying? Even though it's still the internet, it's still it's like when Instagram first popped off, or like when SoundCloud first first popped off. Like to me, it's just like it's so real right now. You know, there's there's no other choice if you know about it. Like if you've heard about it, there's no other choice but to enter um, and find out what is that. Like what is Web three? Even if you're listening right now, just literally just Google that. You know what I mean? Because you can't you won't be able to afford not to in the future. Just like crypto right like mm. in the future you won't afford be able to afford not to know what that is so that's kind of how i feel about this who put you onto it who put you onto like you know this this approach to the way that you could distribute your music you know i just seen it in the headlines like you know artists selling nfts is you know it's in the headline and stuff i've always been into like investing so i got into crypto and i want to say like two, three years ago, um, you know, I just got into crypto. So like the NFT thing is, you know, it's directly linked. And so I knew about it, but I didn't really know how everything worked. You know what I'm saying? I just, I knew about crypto investing, like, but I didn't know how like selling your art worked in that world. And so when I posted a video called Breathless, the single I just dropped called Breathless and, and I posted the music video on Twitter and um, my boy Chibu, well, now he's my boy. I didn't know him at the time. He was like, <laughs> yo, you should drop this as an NFT. And I was like, um, I already plan on doing that. I'm 10 steps ahead of you. And he was like, no, I don't think you are, but I think I can help you out. And we just wow. started talking because I was already planning on doing that. And we started talking, started just breaking everything down to me, like how everything worked. And I was like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And he just started introducing, he'd just be like, yo, follow this person, follow that person. You know what I mean? Like this, this will put you in the mindset of understanding how all of this works. And I just like was like, all right. I just wasn't scared to dive in, and it made sense. Like, you know, the more I learned, the more people I spoke to, everything just made sense. Yeah. So, Alan Kingdom makes a track. Now, in the Web two point world, you make the track, send it to a distributor, then mm -hmm. it would get uploaded to all the streaming services: Spotify, yeah. Apple Music, Amazon, Deezer, etc. Right. So. Yeah. What what happens now when Alan Kingdom releases a track? How does that work now? Yeah, now Alan Kingdom releases a track, um, attaches an image to it or a video, something like that. 
uploads it onto, you know, um, OpenSea or Zora. These are different distributions, just like how you have uh, CD Baby, etc. These are distributors for um, NFTs. So I just upload a track and then sell it to either one person or I can sell it to multiple people. I can say there's a hundred versions of this track I made. I'm gonna sell a hundred of them. Or I could say there's only one and there's one price and one person can buy it. It's like a shirt or anything else. And so when that person chooses to buy it, the money just goes into what you call a wallet, which is pretty much like a bank account for crypto. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Like, and then after, let's say somebody buys my song for uh, $4,000, which I just did a beat for one Ethereum, which is 4000 and then they sell it again to someone else, mm-hmm. then I get 10% of that sale forever. So if I have 100 of them, <laughs> Right. And a hundred of them sell out. <laughs> and those people decide, you know, we're going to buy this song for mm. 2000 bucks. So about mm. like a half ETH. And then we're not going to sell it for less than $10,000. Then they can decide to do that. See what I'm saying? So it's kind of like your fans control the market and your listeners control the market and they can buy into you and um, develop their own strategy, whatever the case may be. But they have basically have proof that they bought this song from you so for people that have never heard of it i like to say it's like you could buy a pair of jordans because people be like i could just go on youtube and download the song or i could just if you're selling a picture i could just right click it and save it under my computer you you easily could just like how you can go to Foot Locker and buy a pair of jordans but it's different when you have a pair of jordans signed by michael jordan and you can prove that they were signed by michael jordan those sneakers are going to be worth a lot more right and then imagine if Michael Jordan could sign 10 of those sneakers and every time those sneakers got resold to someone else, he got a percentage of those 10, right? So that's kind of how I like to describe it in the physical world is you put your thumbprint on it that nobody can take away. And that person has digital proof that I got this directly from the source and nobody else. Yo, I don't know. I've got so many questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. First of all, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to pocket watch you or anything. Yeah, yeah. Is is that more lucrative for you than putting the track on iTunes and letting it sell as an MP3, even though that doesn't really happen anymore, sure. um, or, or selling a limited amount of CDs? Like, what's the difference between you doing that and what you've just done in terms of selling your right. track as an NFT? So an artist at my level is way more lucrative, right? Because this system is on my side. Whereas if I'm an artist as big as Drake, the Spotify's and the Apple Music's work with the bigger labels, they're on their side because they're generating more streams, right? Mm-hmm. For example, any artist, if you stream a million plays, you're getting $4,000 from Spotify. That's the that's the rate, right? So I can sell a song for the same price or double the price or triple the price if I choose to or quadruple mm-hmm. the price. Like there's an artist named Latasha who just sold her, her music video for about $60,000, right? Wow. That's like 13, 13 Ethereum, right? And then you think about on YouTube streams, how long would that have taken somebody? You know, how many, how many millions and millions of views do you have? And then how many thousands and thousands of dollars do you have to put into marketing to get that those millions and millions of views? So for me, like the past two weeks, um, I'll just be straight up, past you know, past three weeks, um, total sales, and this is from three songs, seventeen thousand dollars. From three songs, right? Wow. And and one of the songs, and then this two of the songs are on um streaming and those together haven't gotten more than 50,000 plays right so 
for someone like me, I was just dropping music for the love of it and doing other stuff for money, right? Like legal stuff, right? Like real estate, et cetera, investing. But I was just doing other stuff for money and then dropping my music because I love it, right? But yeah. now it's like, okay, for me, it was an expense more so. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. shooting the video, yeah. recording music because that's what I love to do. And that's just yeah. what I was put on to do. So now it's kind of like the economics are making way more sense. Like it makes sense because I have such a dedicated following that they would spend that much, right? They, they, people that have been listening to my music probably since 2014, 2013 would just to say, Hey, I own this NFT from, from Alan, right? He did this song, he produced this song and he put it out and I own this forever. This is like memorabilia for me. And then as like this world grows and the whole metaverse grows, you'll be able to use that song and, many different ways and stuff like that. And some artists, they even offer royalty percentages. So the amount of money that they get on streaming, let's say you buy their song, some artists will cut you in and say, okay, whoever buys, you know, a hundred versions of this song will get a percentage of my streaming rights, or you'll get free tickets to my next headlining show, or I'll, I'll email you, um, you know, un, unreleased, material before i drop it or you'll get to listen to my like you can put in whatever you want for your for your customers right for your consumers so like a lot of artists are being real creative like that and the more you learn about the tech like there's so much that you can do i just don't want to confuse nobody too much yeah, and like yeah. be inclusive but the possibilities are endless yo you know you know there's a word that you said when you were talking about the royalty where you were saying you, you get a percentage forever <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy that's yeah. crazy i mean as an artist it means that you're securing wealth but at the same time you know you're also empowering your fans right because mm -hmm. your fans are now look your fans always were your investors they right. always were your partners like right. every artist if yeah. you've got a strong following they're invested in you Right, if you got yeah. a strong following, your, your fans they come to the show and everything else. They, they, they your they are effectively your partners, you know. Yeah. So this this is that like times a thousand, right? This is like that in its truest form. Yeah, man. Like, you know, the thing is with Apple Music, right? They only have the choice to spend a dollar for your song. What if they want to give you more? Hmm. Right. Like, like they're setting the price for you. These platforms are setting the price for you. Like you're not giving nobody the option. How about mm -hmm. what if you did an auction and only one person could own the song and you see, you know, who's willing to pay the highest amount for that song to show their mm -hmm. support. Right. Like there's people that believe in you that much. And those people are people, too. Those people have connections as well. Right. Who's not to say one of those people um, works for MTV. Right. Who's not to say one of those people um, knows how to do stage design, right? So if you have a hundred people from different places putting their money behind you, pretty much, um, they're willing to also pull their skills to make sure that you're successful. So you're also generating a team of people that you would previously have to pay for. You would previously have to pay for a stage designer. You'd have previously have to pay for a sound guy. You would previously have to pay for someone that specializes in um, digital marketing or graphic design. Right now, you're doing it in a way is where they're paying you to be a part of your vision. And as you grow, they're gaining equity because they own a piece of your art. It feels like you're breaking the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. Because cause yeah. This, these are some things that, you know, 
I know David Bowie talked about this years ago, something similar. It was a similar proposition, but it wasn't NFT. It wasn't, he didn't say it was blockchain technology, Web 3.0, but he was talking about the idea of, you know, fans investing in the artists and everything. He was talking about bonds or something, but it's a similar concept. It was a similar thing. Yeah. So when, when, when people buy your music now, like, do, do they own the track? Do they, you know, do they own the rights to it? Do you, do you give that away as well included? Or is it just like, you know, how, how, how what's your approach to this? They don't legally, they don't own the track. They own the NFT. Right? right. So like, that's the thing a lot of people ask too. They, um, that's a great question. Cause a lot of people ask that question. So do they own my song? They don't own your song. You still own the rights to your song. You still, um, own all your lyrics, all the music, they own the digital print of that. Right. Mm. So just like how with the Jordan example, if you're the Jordan company, you own the Jordan design, you're just selling them the sneaker, right? Mm. So they own that sneaker now, right? So you still own that design. Um, so that's pretty much what it is. You're, they're just validifying that it came from you. Like this is mm. something that comes from this artist, just like if Van Gogh was to paint a painting and mm. do a signature on it, then this comes from Van Gogh. You know, that's that's all that is, yeah. Is, is there a point where you would sell the design as a one-of-one? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I sold my first sale was a one of one. Um, really? My first, yeah, the, my um, second round NFT was a one of one. Um, you know, there's uh, this dude named CK bought it who had been listening to my music for a long time, and uh, he's an investor too, and was like, "Hey, you know, um, anything else? Any other endeavors you have artistically? Let me know. I'd be interested in investing, etc." Had I not had an opportunity for him to invest in me, I may have never spoken to him. Right. right or you know what i mean so that's the thing is when you have when you make it easy access which is what this is it's just the technology that makes it easy access and transparent for someone to invest in your vision and then obviously they're going to offer their help or their resources to make that happen yeah is there a point where you would let everything go the writing the ownership like everything like is there a point where you'd be like you know what i'm willing to let this go make me an offer yeah um definitely you know i think i think everybody has a price you know and for me it's like i'm always making new music like i'm a creator so i mean if someone had came with the right price yeah like you know if you if you're you know artistic or entrepreneurial you're always going to make great stuff you can always it just depends where what i want to do at that moment right let's say i want to um invest in a brand new business right and i need some extra capital and if somebody wants to come buy the rights for a song i made or for my next project and i'm like okay i want to go off on a whim and maybe try this new business maybe you know open up a hotel or something something crazy right like i could take that capital and do that so uh i, I would if it was the right price but overall no i'm not interested in like selling all my rights but like yeah, 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 yeah. If, somebody, if somebody was interested in, in something i definitely would right now it's just the technology hasn't caught up to the streaming and taking those royalties and converting them to crypto. So you've got to do it manually. And I just, I don't got enough time to do that. You see what I'm saying? That's the only reason why I haven't offered that. But some people do, right? They're doing music 100% full time. So, you know, it's worth it for them to offer that. But then you also have to go through the accounting and transfer that over here. It's going to be extra taxes. You know what I mean? Like just all this other stuff where sounds I'm like, like, I'd rather. Sounds like work. Well, yeah like you work. know what i mean <laughs> yeah so i'm just like nah not not for music i don't want my music to feel like work you know i want it to feel yeah. like I, I love you know what i'm doing so yeah. yeah i hear that 
All right. So it feels like you're ahead of the curve. You're at the start of the gold rush. You're one of the yeah. first of the river, like, yeah. you know, like, like looking for gold, yeah. right? Or you're yeah. getting the gold, right? Yeah. What, what what happens when every other artist catches up? Like, how's it gonna look? Like, it, it could be a few years before they do, but right. you know, and and I think for people who are signed, yo, they ain't, they ain't. Oh, gonna, it's bad. Yeah, they ain't doing this. Like, the, the, the labels are already catching up and adding NFTs to the contract and updating contracts. Like that's already happening now. Like they're updating, they're updating their contracts. Like trust me, you know. Um, so, you know, if you're signed right now and your masters are owned, it's going to be really tough once, like, the legalities catch up, you know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is the beginning of a gold rush, right? You just got to put your stake on the ground and be like, all right, this is my space right here, you know? And yeah. just go for it, you know? Yeah. 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 I f there's one thing that you said, right? Because this, this again, I've been in... I've been in all the Twitter space rooms. I've been paying attention to everything. I've been doing my own research because I, I want to know. As a fan of music, I want to know where it's going. I want to know what's right. happening. I want to find out who's doing what, who's who's making what. And I hear this this word come up all the time, right? Where if you're thinking about doing an NFT, it's got to have utility. You said one thing which was incredible. And, and it was in the Twitter space room. I actually wrote it down. I was like, yeah, that's, that's the line. You said the art is the utility, right? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That, that, that's what's going to last at the end of the day. Because a lot of people are doing really cool stuff, right? And that's going to push that's gonna push things forward. Like, you know, the technology attached to it. Some people are doing really cool things. But at the end of the day, you know, I just think the greatest art is going to prevail. And people are just going to be happy that they own a piece of that. That's... Mm. That's really at the end of the day what it's going to be. And as time goes on, um, great things increase in value, right? Like you think about Tupac or whoever, right? As their careers progress or as time goes on or whatever the case, you know, those moments in time, they, they gain value. They never lose value. Whenever someone does something great, right? That moment in time, when you think back on it, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good thing. So yeah. I think that's, that's a good way to like think of it. At the end of the day, I'm focused on like the music being the best possible because once all this technology isn't new anymore and everyone knows what it is, it's just going to go back to that's what's left. You know, is the music, is the, is the art I drew, is the video I made, is the song I wrote. So, is is this a little bit different though? Because, all right, I you know, for me as a DJ, I, I've I've lived through different eras, right? But I'm without aging myself. I've seen vinyl. Yeah. I came up on vinyl. I see right. switch to the CD, switch to the MP3. Right. Now right. it's a streaming. It it feels like this is the next. This is definitely the next thing. However, yeah. it looks. However, whatever happens next, right? Because it's yeah. just it's just moving so quickly in terms of. Right. You know, if if you do you follow NFT on Instagram? Um. No, I don't actually. Okay. Or Metaverse. Do you follow that Instagram account? I think it's called Metaverse. Yeah, I think I do. Bro, that shit gives me anxiety, bro. <laughs> because every day it's like, yeah, Mecha NFT sold out tomorrow. Yeah, clones with Murakami sold out. I was like, shit, I never got yeah. those. Like, you know, I was like, yeah. I didn't even know it came out. It's like every day there's something new. And yeah. then Sandbox just sold 1.2 million worth of land next to Snoops. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, shit. 
if I had that kind of money, I'd put it on a house. You know what I mean? Right. In the real world. You know what I mean? Definitely. And, Definitely. And, it, and it's like, it's advancing so quickly, like in terms of gaming, digital art and music. It's like every industry at the same time is moving into yeah. the space. It's yeah. crazy. Very, very crazy. I, I just want to make like sure to, I'm ready. I like to think of it as like, you know, the dot-com boom, you know? Mm. Like at first, it probably sounded ridiculous to say your local baker is going to need a website. That probably was like, huh? Like, you know what I'm saying? Why would they need a website? You know what I'm saying? But as time goes on, it's like, damn, I'm going to get left behind, right? Yeah. There was a store in, in Minnesota. There was a store called um, Gander Mountain. And there was another store called Cabela's that bought um, that bought franchises of Gander Mountain, right? These two sports stores, they supposed to sell sporting goods. And so they bought some of the franchise from some of the locations. And um, this was at the time of the dot-com boom, of the internet boom, right? And right. Gander Mountain was like, this is just a fad. This isn't, this isn't going to last. Mm-hmm. And Cabela's was like, okay, can we buy your rights? Like, mm-hmm. you know, as if someone looks you up, It'll basically go to Cabela's. It won't go to, go to Gander Mountain, right? So, like, yeah, for sure. You're going to give us all this money to buy something that's just a fad. It's just going to be here. Stay down tomorrow. Go ahead. And Gander Mountain ended up going out of business because every time you search their business up, it goes straight to the Cabela's website, right? right. So then <laughs> so then they ended up running them out of business because co- commerce turned digital. You know, more, yeah. more people were ordering online than go, even going in the store. So yeah. I like to think of things as whenever something's new, you know, you don't have to. You don't have to be like a, a what do you call it, trend hopper or whatever. But mm. you sh- it's always good to see how to incorporate it into what you're doing. Like, because you never know. Like, usually the thing you think is here today gone tomorrow becomes a new normal. Just like Bitcoin, mm. right? Yeah. People are like, oh, what is this? This is blah, blah, blah. now it's like being spoken about on CNN, and it's it's a mm. it's a uh, you know a big asset. You know what I'm saying? It's considered a legitimate asset right now. You can take out a house against your crypto portfolio mm. you know what i mean like yeah, you can start yeah, yeah. against your crypto portfolio like yeah. so you know yo i slept i slept on that i remember i was in south by southwest 2009 right mm-hmm. and um yeah backstage at a good music show ironically and someone said to me yo you know about bitcoin da, 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 da. it's like it's 800 dollars a coin da, 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 da. my first thing was what the fuck is this shit my second <laughs> my second thing was Yo, I haven't got $900 spare to buy one of right. these things that you're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know, moving forward, like, you know, just as a fan of music and as a DJ, I'm I'm looking at this space. Like, I got I got plans. I got 2022. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. I've got some plans in, 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 in place. I'm just researching doing the knowledge and everything right. else. Right. Um, what advice would you give to anybody coming through in terms of how to approach this area? Like any artist, be it musician, digital artist or whatever from, you know, you, you, you've, you've been in this space for a minute. You, you've, you're cracking the code. Like you're yeah. making solid revenue, yeah. you're making gains yeah. within three weeks. Right? Yeah. What, yeah. what advice would you say to that next dope new artist who's ain't getting a look in but doesn't really understand this area i would say link link with somebody who does right like that's the that's number one you know just plug in shit join my twitter spaces you know saturday and sundays in the morning mm. um well i don't know what time it would be there but uh, it doesn't matter just, just do it right right 
Yeah, just do it. Right. There's, there's, I would say get on Twitter is the best place to start. Right. Like a lot of this stuff right now isn't on Instagram, Facebook. A lot of the community is talking on Twitter and exchanging information on Twitter. Like that just seems to be the platform of choice. So I would say like, you know, just search up hashtag Web3, hashtag NFTs. You know, follow me on Twitter at Alan Kingdom, A-L-L-A-N Kingdom, um, and just plug in, you know, because it's really, there's no, like, website you can go to to learn everything going on. You just have to plug in. Like, there's no way to learn all this information without being part of the actual community. Um, there's no centralized place because the whole mindset behind it is decentralized, right? So you have to plug into a community and to really learn how all of this works. So. That's what I would, I would recommend. Just plug in. It's all about community here. Yo, your Twitter spaces is so dope because I was in there um, last Sunday, you know, and I'm I'm like, I'm like, this is crazy. This is like the blog era all over again. I see some yeah. of the same people. Like, I see new people coming through. It's dope, you know. Yeah. I met a lot of people, got some new followers from it. And then mm-hmm. earlier today, um, I was locked in. <laughs> Like it's been strange because when at the end you were like good morning, I was like, yeah, it's been, yeah, I, yeah, I, I forgot, forgot, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> but I, I was, I was like Christmas shopping on Oxford Street, locked in. Like I was like, like in the middle of everything, I was still um, locked in and finding out what was going on. So and it was dope to hear everybody in the room. It's dope to hear the experiences and everything else. Um, yeah. Bro, it's a fascinating time, bro. Really, really is. Like it's crazy. For real, man. Like it's it's interesting because you know, a lot of artists that are popping in the space right now, the one thing I've realized is like somehow or the other, like we all kind of what's the way to say it? We all kind of got got in the industry somehow. Mm. You know, the traditional industry. Like, so it's like everyone's kind of coming with solutions, right? Everyone's coming with like some type of experience of nah, we shouldn't do it like that because you know, people got get got this way and that way. And so I think that's really cool. People are coming in and sharing their stories on why certain things didn't work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and really just being open and honest and candid about like, you know, this, this structure just didn't work for me because I think like ABC and the structure is built for XYZ. There's a lot of really dope, I was saying in the room earlier this um, today, a lot of really dope female artists, right? That are popping off that should have been got the shine in the traditional industry. But just because the way things were structured, like the type of things you have to represent as a woman in order to get to the next level. Um, and the fact that there's only a few people kind of controlling what people hear and see um, kind of blocked a lot of people's blessings, not just them, you know, because the subject matter might not be what is going to be pushed through or brought to the next level. Um, so there's a lot of like really cool, eclectic artists a lot of different communities and different pockets to like dig into um so yeah where are you gonna take this you know you're independent you're creating revenue you're building a fan base it's only gonna get bigger you're only gonna you know it's like i was saying to billy rax earlier today like who was in your twitter spaces billy rax is a very very dope artist he's coming through he's he's making a name for himself in different ways but his page on the foundation um nft site should we call it amazing because it's like it's music and graphics it's like it's 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 like a glimpse of what's next it's like you can't yeah. it's a standard you know what i mean you, yeah. you you're not just going to be able to just put out a track soon it's going to be like 
who's your digital guy? Who's your digital yep. artist? You know what I mean? Yep. Who are you partnering up with? Where's the art? Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, you know, and you, you, you can see it's just growing. It's just getting bigger. But, but yeah. from your perspective, it's like, where, what, 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 what's a glimpse of the future look like for you? Man, for me, I look at it as like, I'm literally thinking of new ideas every day because I'm learning more about how you can use the technology, right? Mm. Like, I'm thinking about how to how to how to mesh the real life experience and like live show, etc. All the real life things that people love to do already and mesh it with this technology together, right? So, um, yeah, with my next project, I'm gonna think about how many copies to make. And I'm gonna have a really dope way of distributing them. I just don't want to give it away, but like, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, everybody right now is learning from is picking as they should is picking up from each other, right? Like when I talked to Billy Rax, I just spoke to mm. him yesterday too. Like mm. we're both taking shit from each other too, you know what I mean? So a lot, at the same time we we share, but then at the same time, you know, our main ideas we'd be like, no, nah, I can't tell you that, you know what I mean? Or I can't tell you which. I can't tell you which developer I'm working with, right? Like, you know what I mean? Because, because you know, my coding guy is working on my thing, right? So mm. then, if, you know, so there's still that healthy competition, but mm. we're being creative in a different way now. Like, we're working with, man, it's crazy now. Like, you know, the artist in the venture capital world is in the same room. You know, a hip-hop mm. artist, somebody working in tech that has billions of dollars behind them are in the same room. And they're asking us for advice straight up and vice versa. Then artists are cutting deals with these organizations, et cetera, that previously didn't have any interest to directly speak to us, right? Yeah. Like before they would just make the platform and maybe speak to the label or speak, speak to the suits. But because everything is decentralized and now it's going to be straight from artist to audience, like these investment firms and stuff, they need to know what the artists think. Okay, what didn't work from the industry last time? Like, all right, so what do you think about this and this? Do you think people will think this is fair? Like, how do these splits sound to you? And now the power is going straight to the artist. So like you said, the beginning of the gold rush, you're kind of like setting the tone as to how things are going to work for the next person coming up behind you. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> wild. And, and just one more thing, right? So for people who may not be aware or may have heard, you see, you've got a blockchain, and there's different types of blockchain. So yeah. you, you've got Ethereum, you've got Solano, yeah. you've got Flow, you've got the Tezos. Yeah. Like, is that is that going to affect, like, how we listen to music? Is that going to affect the movement of what's happening now? Like, is it is it already too much division, or is it better in your in the fact I that there's different better. routes, different channels to do it? Yeah, I think it's better because there's always going to be some guy that figures out how to connect everything. You see what I'm saying? There's always there's always that person that is like, okay, um, this is how we bring it all together, right? So there's always going to be the middleman. I think competition always makes things better. You'll have the Solana people being like, so Ethereum is bad for the environment, blah, blah, blah. So at the end of the day, you know, it's like it it makes things better. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Hey, well, listen, man. Th thanks for taking the time out to do this. Like, how, how can people follow you, get involved with what you're doing, or buy one of your NFTs? Uh, I would say um, my website, alankingdom.life, L-I-F-E. Um, also Instagram, Alan Kingdom, A-L-L-A-N Kingdom. Uh, Twitter, Alan Kingdom, same thing. Uh, the NFTs are, so you'll find them on my website. You'll find them on my Twitter. I'm posting them all the time. 
OpenSea. Go to OpenSea.io. Search up Allen Kingdom. Um, you'll find them there. And uh, where else? Yeah, the other ones are one of one, so you can't get those. But those are the ones that are that are available. So right. Yeah. I gotta ask this again, like. Yeah, yeah. OpenSea. That's like a marketplace where right. you got a lot of artists. Yeah. You got a lot from different scales as well. You you got you got yep. a person who's just like just doing whatever. But then you yeah. got people like esteemed artists who are putting yep. work on that and then some some crazy incredible um moments of art. How how yep. how does it feel to be in a marketplace now where you're in the middle of all of that? Because before you'd be in Spotify, Apple or right. before that you'd be in HMV or Tower yeah. Records. Like yeah. so how does it feel to be like in a in a place where it's 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 just a much bigger, vast array of artists of all kinds of artists. It's not just music. I love it, man. I love it because then it opens your mind to just art in general. You're not just thinking about getting the number one streams and stuff. There's so many other parameters. It's like you're your own company, right? You go to your page and you see how much people have traded in your art. You know what's the volume traded, right? What's the floor price, which means what's the lowest amount your art is going for. You know what I'm saying? Like wow. I sold, I sold. 25 versions of my new single reason, right? Reasons, right? Mm. On this, this website called Sound XYZ and it sold out in 45 seconds, right? So really? that was 1.5 ETH. So $10,000 in 45 seconds, right? From, wow. from a song, right? And then all of those 25 were, op- were being sold on the secondary market, which is OpenSea for 10 times the price, right? So, so someone buys one for 400, and then everyone decides to sell it for four thousand. So now that's the that's the cheapest you can get it. And wow. from all those sales, I get ten percent of each. So it's like resale money. I'm doubling my money every time, you know, forever, you know. And because it's encoded in this smart contract, it's always there. Like it's always going to go straight to your wallet after every sale. You get an email that says, "Hey, you just made money after every sale." You know, um, it's it's ridiculous. This this is like it's like the Wild West. Yeah, yeah, and so this is the time to get in. You know what I mean? While, mm-hmm. while it's still wild, you see what I'm saying? And, and you can you can at least write something in the real rule book. You know what I'm saying? That works for yeah. you because the more what works for them, the more equitable it's gonna be. The more people that are like, no, this works for me. This works for me. You know, the, the better it's gonna be. So like, this is really the time to get in. That's how I feel. Yeah, you know, it'd be interesting. Hmm. And let's take it back to the beginning of this conversation. Yeah. Whatever you were getting offered when you were getting offered, labor Right. It'd right. Be interesting to see how long it would take you to make the equivalent money doing NFTs and owning your own masters at the same time. That'd be interesting, right? Yeah, very, very interesting. That's going to be very interesting, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Let us know. You know <laughs> You know, like that, that's going to be very interesting. I will say mm-hmm. like back in the day, like so 17K the past two weeks, back in the day, I say I got like 25,000 upfront for a distribution deal at a, as a mid-range artist, right? And then you still have to recoup that 25,000 mm-hmm. as your streams are coming in, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and it, can take, it can take a while to recoup that 25,000 until you start getting paid again. It might take two to three years, you know, because the payout rate is so terrible when it comes to these streaming platforms that it's just like, it, it don't make sense, right? So um, I can only imagine when you scale up, like when you start to talk about like 
big re- big record deals, you could potentially make in a couple seconds what you would make from a label deal, right? You could potentially make millions of dollars in a few seconds. Like I'm not exaggerating about this because you don't have to just sell music either, right? As, as a music artist, you can choose to sell art, right? You could say, I'm making 10,000 copies of uh, this drawing I drew. And this is near and dear to me, right? And it has value to me. I'm only making 10,000, right? So it doesn't have to just be music. Um, it's really however big you want to take it. You just have to have a good execution and a good plan and meaning and story behind it. Like anything, like that's how art is. But yeah, potentially like the sky's the limit, at least right now, because it is the wild, wild west. So, mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. we should we should do this like next year. Catch up again. Yeah, I know. see how it's going. <laughs> For real. For real. Yo, I I got I got I got plans as well, man. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what you yeah. do, man. I'm excited. Like, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was talking to my boy. I was like, I was like, I'm a damn Semtex in here. He's like, yeah, Semtex is the old ultimate DJ crypto aficionado. I was like, oh, so he already got his. And you already got your, you know, name cut out for you in the face. He was like, yeah, he's, he's legit. He's about this face, man. Like, you know, I was like, yeah, that's, that's what's up, you know? So it's crazy. Same thing. I've, I've been coming full circle with a lot of people I've crossed mm. paths with in this yeah. space. And I, I don't think it's by chance or by accident. I think everything happens for a reason. Mm. I think there's a certain vibration and way of thinking that everyone who is finding this right now and is into it is on kind of on like the same page when it comes to the possibilities and even just being open-minded creative yeah okay all right well listen man like good luck with everything may you make many eth tez solano whatever yeah and 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 you know what like 2022 it's just around the corner there's only yeah. greatness there's only we can yeah. expect greatness so exactly man. but congrats man hey. and and big up and thank you for doing this today Thank you. Hey, thank you so much, bro. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to see what you do too. <laughs>